Once on a tour in India, I was sitting cross-legged on a marble floor, gazing out at the vast Sikh golden temple in Amritsar, when suddenly, out of nowhere, a baby dropped in my lap. <laughs> and I'm not sure who was more shocked, the baby or me. Her paparazzi parents wanted an offbeat photo op, their baby in the arms of a foreign lady. And so they just dropped their baby in my lap. And afterwards, we all had a good laugh, but I couldn't get over my utter shock. And we all know that expression, don't we, of something good, how it just fell in my lap. Something wonderful and most welcome. And we have two precious babies here this morning, little, well, more than that, but two being baptized, Ara and Caden. Welcome to you, angels. And thank you to Ara and Caden's beautiful families for the joy which has fallen into our laps today here at St. James to be celebrating your baptisms on this most holy of days. When it comes to joy, I naturally think of our choir <laughs> because the choir here at St. James is filled with the most extraordinary human beings led by the incredibly extraordinary Canon James Buonamani who bring us joy. Like the gentleman of the Scola Cantorum that you hear this morning and including a member singing last night who teaches ancient musicology at one of our local universities. And I'm grateful to Claire for introducing me to a poem by a Renaissance theologian and mystic poet named Richard Crashaw, who writes about Mary as she gazes at the child she holds. Here are Crashaw's words. That on her lap she casts her humble eye, for where, oh where, could she have fixed it on a fairer sphere? Tis heaven, tis heaven she sees. Heaven's God lies there. She can see heaven and ne'er lift up her eyes. This new guest to her eyes new laws hath given. Twas once looked up, tis now looked down to heaven. When once Mary would have looked upward to heaven to see or imagine God, now she can experience God without lifting her eyes up because heaven is in her lap, her arms, in her child, Jesus. New natural laws apply and I find this concept stunning. This very moment, this precise miracle we celebrate today, the moment when heaven meets earth and earth meets heaven, when the two realms, the two dimensions 
converge. At Christmas, the veil between the two realms seems translucent with heaven shimmering just beyond our peripheral vision as close as our breath. And the words that you heard Marcia read from Hebrews this morning conjure what Mary sees when she holds Jesus. Nothing less than a reflection of God's glory and exact imprint of God's very being. That's what Mary holds. That heaven. If Mary holds heaven, if heaven comes to her with the birth of the Christ child, then where is heaven now? Where is heaven in our midst? Emmanuel, God with us in a world that seems gripped by such death-dealing powers of destruction and earthly might. A world in which the poor and the innocent cry out in agony in a way that we all feel. A world grieving our hearts and souls right now. Is heaven in our midst now? And while we're on the topic, what is heaven? I love Crashaw's image of heaven as the child in Mary's arms, but what more can we say? Well, the details of heaven are a mystery to us for now. And yet Episcopalians do have some views, and we believe that heaven means perfect bliss and union with God. Heaven, then, is both a mysterious next stage in our relationship with God that we can't yet fully understand and a relationship with God that we can know in our daily lives now. That's a classic Episcopal both and for you. We love our both ands. And the, um, the Lord's Prayer has another one. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Both and as we ask for God to make our world more like heaven. And God did. God does. In our Eucharistic prayer this morning, you're going to hear, In your love you made us for yourself. And when we turned away, you came to meet us. In your son. The exact, remember, the exact imprint of God's very being walked among us, walks among us, in us, through us. In this realm, this dimension, on this side of the veil, now. This morning, we remember the story of when love came down, heaven 
came down 2,000 plus years ago, not into a world of comfort and privilege, but directly into the lives of people who needed heaven most. A poor couple far from home, including a teenage girl giving birth without another woman there to help. Shepherds shivering in the cold, watching their flocks by night. God chose those vulnerable people in those vulnerable places. And coming down still, we know God does, at our own times of greatest pain and fear and loss, coming down now in places where the world is suffering so much it seems unbearable. So what does heaven coming down mean for us? It means that we flawed and fallible humans are loved. Heaven wouldn't come down if we weren't loved, chosen, absolutely loved and chosen just as we are at this very moment, not how we wish we were or hope to be or striving for, how we are right now. That's you are loved and chosen. And my favorite monk brother, Curtis Almquist, reminds each of us, every last one of us, human beings, he says this, you are precious of inestimable worth. You matter. You are beautiful. Live your life radiating the wonder of who you are. Imagine living that way, radiating the wonder of who you are. What couldn't we do with that kind of deep down existential confidence? I'm going to existential confidence. Not going around acting like we think we're so great. Not that kind of confidence. That's just bravado, but moving through the world knowing we are so loved, that love actually came down to rescue us into knowing that we are who we are, children of God, sinners, sure, and saved. Heaven has fallen into our laps. Pure love is here. This is incredible and this is true. So what are we going to do with the power of knowing this, of believing it about ourselves and others? Can we allow God, the pure light of love, to guide us? That's my prayer for Ara and for Caden. And for all the days of their lives, I hope that they will be two warriors of goodness, sure in the knowledge that they are loved by God. And that's my prayer for every 
one of you as well. I also invite you to be warriors of goodness, safe in the knowledge that you are loved by God because the world needs this kind of energy. The world needs this kind of love. Amen.